Welcome to the Happy Healthy Mom podcast, the podcast that's all about empowering you to be the wellness CEO for yourself and your family. I'm Bree, the wife, mom, registered nurse, and certified health coach who is passionate about helping you gain the knowledge, tools, and support you need to feel empowered and in control of the health and wellness of yourself and your loved ones. Get ready to trust your instincts, take charge of your wellness because you know what's best. The information in this podcast is not intended to heal, treat, or cure. It's not intended as medical advice or to replace an individual relationship with a qualified healthcare professional. Please continue visiting with and being treated by your primary care physician or healthcare provider. How can we incorporate mindfulness, mindful eating, and mindful movement into our daily lives um, in order to further our health and wellness? That is what we're going to be talking about today. I'm super excited to have our guest on. We're going to be talking with Jennifer or Jen Robinson. Um, (laughs) Jen is the editor-in-chief and creative force behind the online wellness magazine, Peaceful Living Wellness. The magazine is dedicated to inspiring people to lead lives of optimal health and happiness. Jen is also the creator of the Peaceful Living Wellness Life Coaching Division called Empowered Through Peace and offers individual and group coaching. Through her coaching, she guides women in using mindfulness and mindset to build both inner peace and inner strength. I love it. Jen is also the co-creator of the business coaching brand, CEO Mindset that guides entrepreneurs in building their businesses without burning out. The latest addition to her repertoire, fancy words, is that she recently signed on as the wellness director for the business development company, Wealthy Women Entrepreneurs. She's very excited to be leading this group of dynamic women entrepreneurs into success in their businesses and lives. The most important part of Jen's life are her two very active teenagers, AJ and Lena. Jen's mindfulness and mindset techniques inform her business, her parenting, and her life. So thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to have you today. And I know, yeah, and we know each other because I'm also a contributor um, to the Peaceful Living Wellness magazine. So I'm really excited to have you on contributing to my stuff. (laughs) Thank you. And we love your content. So it is just such a pleasure to be able to give back to you because your content is just so valuable and our readers love it. Yay. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here. I'm super excited for you to talk all about mindfulness and mindset. Um, It's stuff I touch a little bit on, but I'm definitely not an expert in um, that area. But one thing that I heard or read somewhere that has always stuck with me is, you know, wellness is um, 80% nutrition, 20% exercise, but 100% mindset. So yeah. just to really share, it's, it's all about our mindset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I do is I separate out um, what mindfulness is from mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, To me, there are two different but interrelated things. And so we'll talk a little bit about what the difference is. Cool. So if we could start out just with your story, how you ended up where you are today. Well, after I uh, gave you my longest bio that you (laughs) you were going to read that, I'm like, oh, sorry about that. (laughs) Um, I think your listeners know all about me at this point. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I apologize that that bio was so long. But um, really, my story starts back when um, I was a child. Of course, as many of us who are in the health and wellness industry, we had our own struggles. For me, it's that I was born with anxiety. Now, it was the 1970s, and I was really lucky that I was born and raised in this crunchy little beach town in Southern California. And so my mom, being the kind of latter-day hippie that she was, <laughs> she took me to yoga, and I was taught yoga and meditation to help me with my anxiety and also with my hyperactivity. Oh, yeah. So I'm very grateful to her that she gave me mindfulness, yoga and meditation or mindfulness practices instead of medication, which may have been the case if I had been born in the 80s. So that's how I started. Fast forward 20 odd years and I found myself getting a PhD and really, really struggling with the stress of that. It was an incredibly stressful time of my life. The department I was in was just overwhelmingly difficult in many ways. And I had strayed away from my mindfulness practices. So I was talking to somebody in my grad program and she said, yeah, you know, I've been going to yoga at um, the Santa Barbara Yoga Center and a light bulb went on. And I went, oh yeah, I remember yoga. <laughs> and so I got myself back to yoga. And that started me on a path of really wanting to discover more and more about this mind-body connection that we talk about in yoga, in meditation, but in the bigger picture of mindfulness as well. Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool that your mom took you to yoga and... <laughs> Yeah, it was actually right, at an ashram too. <laughs> it was super, funny. super California in the seventies. Great, awesome. Um, do you still suffer with anxiety a little bit, or does the you do? Yeah, yeah. For those of us who do not have, um, I'm not. I don't want to use the technical terminology. With our brains are wired the way they are. Uh, some of us, we are wired for anxiety. Some of us are wired for depression. Um, and some of us are wired for things like schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. And mental health advocacy is something that's very important to me and talking openly about it, that I don't see this as anything different than having something like diabetes or having cancer or being blind. I mean, these are all things that human beings can have. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. I practice mindfulness and mindset every single day. And if I do not, I suffer. And I use that word very literally. I suffer. But it's a bigger picture than that as well. As you know, from the incredible wealth of knowledge you have and that you share with your clients, nutrition is part of that. Exercise is part of that. If I don't have those parts of what I call my peaceful living recipe, <laughs> um, then again, things get out of balance. Things mm -hmm. get off kilter. So yeah, I do. Yeah. And I, I use my tools every day. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. There is so much that goes into just being healthy and well overall. Um, and it is, I feel like it can be overwhelming for some people. Sometimes it was for me because I felt like I had to change everything like right from the get-go. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just one little thing at a time can help so much. And I really think that 
mindfulness and mindset can have a humongous impact on not only our mental health, but everything. Cause like you said, there's that mind body connection. Yeah. So I like to tell my clients play with these things. Yeah. We're going to, I don't want you to think about, Oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. I want you to think about, I'm going to try this out. I'm going to play with it yeah. and see if it works for me. And then maybe it will, and maybe it's not something that does work for me, yeah. but we have, I have so many different techniques. We find what works for that person and hopefully they have some fun. My clients say they do working <laughs> on the different techniques. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So let's jump in and you said you separate the two, you separate like mindfulness and mindset. So let's start with mindfulness. Mindfulness is actually a much simpler concept than mindset. Mindfulness is the practice of being in the present moment and being non-judgmental about it. So that seems really simple on the surface. <laughs> but then when we get into the practice of it, it's like, oh, wait, what am I doing? The way that I like to, or the analogy I like to give for mindfulness is when you take a shower. Sometimes we get in the shower and we're thinking about all these different things we have to do in life. You know, we were doing the to-do list and oh, I have to get on, I have to do this podcast today and I have to pick up the kids and I have to remember to meal plan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sometimes I will be in that state and I will be like, did I remember to put conditioner on my hair? And, or my favorite is when I do something like I put conditioner on my face instead, right? Wait, this is all consistency. Yeah. That's mindlessness. That's when we're scattered. Um, some of us in my field, we call it the monkey brain or the monkey mm -hmm. mind. It's the monkeys chattering all over. Mm -hmm. I like to encourage people to practice in the shower using the shampoo and really giving yourself a, a scalp massage, being in that moment of what you're doing. Um, as you're washing your body, I like to use really yummy uh, goat's milk soaps. Really feel what that feels like to luxuriate in washing your body and being in that moment. And when the brain starts to go off to this direction and, oh my gosh, I can't forget to, just take a deep breath and bring it back in. And then the most important part is don't judge yourself. Don't sit there and go, oh crap, I let my mind wander, yeah. right? Because we do that. Yeah. And mindfulness tells us, no, don't do that to yourself. Um, be in a place of, oh, it's okay. Brains do that. I'm just going to bring it back in. And the more we practice that, the easier it is for us to stay focused on that present moment. Yeah. Awesome. I feel like being in the present moment, like you said, is it's an easy, like we think of it as like have an easy concept, but really not. When I first started, exactly, yeah, we're so used to just go, 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 what, you know, thinking about my past, thinking about my future, but anything but, like, right now, yeah, and so I know I definitely struggled with that when I first started practicing meditation or mindfulness, because my mind always did that, and then I did the judgment thing, like, God, I suck at this, you know, I can't do this, <laughs> I'm just, I'm not even going to try anymore, you know, I made it stressful on myself, but, um, you know, now I'm much better at all of it. <laughs> well, and what do you think got you to a place of being much better at all of it? Just hearing that, um, you know, not to make it stressful, not to judge myself and that it's normal 
for our minds to wander. And it is just like a practice, just like anything else. You know, I'm not going to go to the gym and then just like lift 400 pounds right off the bat, right? Kind of <laughs> yeah. the same thing. So it's just I am practice. never going to be able to right. go to yeah. the gym and lift 400 pounds <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. all of those things that you just said. And I'm so glad that you were willing to share that because I hear people say to me all the time, the things that you said about, oh, my, my mind was wandering, but I learned not to be judgmental. Um, and, oh, I'm not good at this. They think, <laughs> people say to me all the time, I can't meditate. Yeah. But I'm like, nobody actually can meditate. <laughs> we actually just do it. Yeah. And it's because it's a practice. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now you asked me about mindset as well. Yeah. So mindset to me is different mindset and what I do with my clients is building on that foundation of peace that we lay with the mindfulness. Mindfulness brings us into a place, pardon me, of peace and relaxation. Mindset to me builds our inner strength. And that's what I see as like the stepping stones coming up out of the foundation of the mindfulness. I use techniques like one of my favorites is a mindset technique that asks you, what can you control in this situation? What can you not control mm -hmm. in this situation? And that is such an important question to mm -hmm. ask ourselves because so many of us, um, and I used to say, especially women, uh, but I think that's because I mostly work with women. Yeah. Now that I've been married for so many years <laughs> to a man, yeah. I realize no men do this too. We want to control. We want to control what's around us. Yeah. And when we can give up some of that control and say, I don't need to control this. I don't want to control this and let it go. That helps us. Then when we say, okay, no, I can control this part. I can do what I can when I can. That gives us a sense of strength and mm -hmm. saying, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter that I can't do that other thing. So again, that's just one example of many different mindset techniques that I mm -hmm. use. So mindfulness is sort of a type of mindset. Sorry, my, my having issues with this top. <laughs> and, um, but it is all about relaxation and it is all about being at a place of peace. And mindset can be any number of different things. It can be for me and what I do with my clients is about that empowerment. For other people, it can be reaching goals, right? How do you bring success into your life? Um, people who do fitness training, they do mindset for fitness training, mm -hmm. just a different type. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so, uh, I don't know. That, that's so good. Um, and I feel like that's something that people struggle with, like the inner strength, the inner peace, just empowerment and then yeah again you know, like you said wanting to control everything but then I feel like wanting to control everything is part of what contributes to feeling like we can't control anything <laughs> we can get very overwhelmed by yeah. wanting to control and it not working out yeah so I like that what can I control in this situation and what's just beyond my control at this point um so Let's talk a little bit about mindful eating. Yeah, one of my favorite topics. <laughs> yeah. I love to eat. <laughs> so how do we do that? What is mindful eating? How does it help us? Well, let's take what we've already learned about mindfulness. That is being in the present moment. 
And let's use an example like the shower, except we're not even in the shower. But um, <laughs> what, do, what do we often do? We often sit down and we eat a meal in front of the television. Or we eat a meal, for those of us who are entrepreneurs, maybe while we're sitting at our desk, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, maybe we're even eating a meal with our family, which is great, and I encourage people to do that. But we're talking so much and there's so much going on that we're not paying attention to what we're putting in our mouths. So eating mindfully is about being in that present moment with your food. We've all heard about chew your food slowly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a dog. I have a Shih Tzu who I don't think he believes in chewing at all. Yeah. Right. And he, and I've seen people do this too. Mm -hmm. We call it snarping, snarping the food down. If what you do is you actually savor your food, if you taste it, if you smell it. Now, I don't mean bring your food up to your nose and be like, yeah, maybe you want to, you're not sure if it's good or not. But remember, the nose and the mouth are connected. So if you leave the food in your mouth as you're tasting it, you're also bringing in the aromas. And that will really help. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Siri has decided to join us for some reason. That <laughs> so you will be experiencing the taste sensations instead of just shoveling it in. Yeah. The other thing that I think is really important with mindful eating is to bring in sight as one of the sensations. You may have heard, I know you have heard Brie, but the listeners may have heard eat the rainbow. Again, extremely important in mindful eating because we want to have all these different colors on our plate not only because we know that different colored vegetables and fruits are giving us incredible nutrients yeah. but also because it's satisfying to our eyes mm -hmm. and really that's the underlying concept that we're talking about we're talking about people being satisfied when they're eating mm -hmm. in spanish the word for i'm full is satisfecha i'm satisfied mm -hmm. in English, we say I'm full, but we know from biology that we don't necessarily feel full right away. Mm -hmm. I like the word satisfied better because it's often more about is our mouth satisfied with what we put in it? Are our eyes satisfied? It's not just about that gut and how your gut feels. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like mindful eating helped me. I often talk about one of my kind of hardest things to overcome was sugar. And I used to eat way too much sugar. Yeah. And yeah. so when I started practicing just little, you know, a little bit of mindful eating here and there, I would eat something sugary and I would go like, did I, did I, I eat the whole thing already? And did I even enjoy it? I don't think I really even enjoyed it. So what was the point of even eating it? And yeah. so I feel like that helped me just cut way back um, along with, you know, other tips and tricks I put into practice, but just realizing like I didn't even enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> so I didn't it, even taste it because yeah. I'm doing other things. I'm snarping it down, it. <laughs> right? When I do mindful eating during live workshops, um, I bring dark chocolate with me. Mm -hmm. And I have people take a small square of dark chocolate and often people go, Oh, I don't like dark chocolate. It's bitter. Mm -hmm. And I do bring the kind that is, is higher in cacao mm -hmm. and lower in sugar. But when we take small bites of that, 
and we savor that chocolate and let it melt in our mouths, it's amazing how things change mm -hmm. and how one small square of dark chocolate, which also has healthy antioxidants in it, yep. mm -hmm. that it is so satisfying. And yeah. we don't feel like we need to eat a whole bag of mini <laughs> Snickers. <laughs> right which yeah. my son I caught him doing not with Snickers but with um gummy something or others mm -hmm. the other day as he was video gaming uh, huge bag of gummy just, something and he's just shoveling them in yeah. he's 16 right so yeah that's mindless eating yeah and I may have come and just kind of taken those away <laughs> which caused some consternation with the 16 year old yeah. but you know you do that as well <laughs> Yeah. That is what we want to do though, is we want to savor mm -hmm. that bit of sugar. Yeah. And we can even use low glycemic, low glycemic, pardon me, it is Friday, <laughs> um, sweeteners like mm -hmm. honey or no glycemic sweeteners like stevia. Mm -hmm. And we still get that satisfaction of the sweet yeah. without... Are you the wellness CEO in your family? Too many moms feel helpless and powerless and uncertain and anxious around knowing what to do to be well and have a healthy family. There is nobody on this planet who knows you and your loved ones better than you do. Our loved ones are our world and we as a world in this moment need for you to step into the role of becoming the wellness CEO for yourself and your family because not only will this affect your immediate household, you'll also have a ripple effect, a domino effect on those around you that are watching you get healthier and happier. A wellness CEO is when you get back to trusting your own instincts and taking charge of your family's wellness, leaving the fear, uncertainty, and anxiety behind and stepping into this powerful role. I was gonna wait until later this year to share this with you, but we need this right now, which is why I'm excited to share my new monthly membership, the Wellness CEO Membership. For the low cost of $10 a month, it'll be monthly videos and calls, support in between. There'll be other experts coming in on a variety of topics. There'll be check-ins and homework, and that might sound overwhelming in itself, but use the membership as works best for you and your lifestyle. We need for you to become the wellness CEO for yourself and your family. Click the link in the show notes to get on the wait list. Having the excess sugar processed filtered sugar that we don't want to put in our bodies. Right. Yeah. I love that you really, that you showed like the difference in, you know, mindful eating versus mindless eating in that example that you gave of our son, because yeah, I feel like so many people do that mindless eating, like we're driving or, you know, we just have to scarf something at our desk really quick or, you know, in between doing the things with the kids and, you know, we're just, trying to get that full sensation. So that was yeah. something, yeah, I had to work on too with myself and 
my daughter, when my daughter's eight now, but when she was very little, I did the whole like, no, you need to constantly like be snacking. I don't want you to feel hungry ever. And now I'm just like, it's okay to feel hungry. You know, of course I'm not going to let her starve, but we can go from meal to meal without having all the snacks. And then even when we eat a meal, I don't like anymore. I don't like having that really full feeling. Now oh, I eat. Yeah, it is. It really is. And so now I, it, it is more about till we're satisfied. Yeah. So I yeah. really, that's really an important point. I feel like with this whole thing too. One thing I like to encourage people to do is keep having your family dinners, keep mm -hmm. having your, your dinners with friends because the social interaction is incredibly important yeah. for our mental health, for mm -hmm. our peaceful living. But while you are having those dinners, practice mindful eating. So if you're like me and you talk a lot, <laughs> it actually gets you to shut up a little bit and let <laughs> other people talk. I have gotten to the point where I am such a slow eater because I'm eating mindfully that I'm usually the last person done mm -hmm. at any given table. But I want to encourage people, try to be the last person done mm -hmm. or one of the last people done because mm -hmm. you are really savoring your food. Yeah. And notice the difference. Yeah. So what, like, how can people do that? If, you know, for someone who's not used to practicing that right now, what are just some little tiny kind of easy tweaks that someone can fit into their meal to start practice the mindful eating, eating a little bit slower and savoring their food? I do like people to start out by having at least a snack alone, mm -hmm. put the phone down, close the computer, turn yeah. off the TV. And usually it's better to start with a snack because people get a little bored with themselves if they're trying to <laughs> eat a whole meal alone yeah. without one of those things. But to just savor, savor that snack and let it be something that is beautiful too. So one of the things I love to do is I love crudités, mm -hmm. um, the kind that have just veggies on them. And so I have all these different colored bell peppers and orange carrots and red bell peppers and yellow bell peppers and green broccoli. So it's just, it's gorgeous. And then I will have different types of hummus and, um, Oh, there's a new one that I like, a wasabi hummus. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's green. Oh, it's so good. And so it's beautiful to my eyes. Yeah. And then those vegetables have a ton of flavor. And hummus has a ton of flavor. Mm -hmm. And so just mindfully eating that kind of a snack. I mean, I'm only eating for maybe five, 10 minutes at the most. Yeah. But it's so satisfying. Now, I do like to say to people who go, I just don't like vegetables, because I'm sure you hear that yeah. all the time, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the, and Brie, you might actually have more up-to-date knowledge than I do. The knowledge I have is that it takes three to five exposures to learn to start liking a food that you don't normally like. Do you have more up-to-date information on that? Um, what I've heard is more towards like the kid age and for them it's like 15 exposures so okay. I mean you're probably about right for adults but for kids it usually is more okay yeah well and I think some adults too yeah. if they have <laughs> really disengaged with vegetables yeah 
um, since they were children, it, it will probably take them that amount of time sure. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With adults, well, and with kids too, because I have a picky eater, my daughter's a picky eater. Um, the other thing I suggest, and I'm sure this is something that you suggest too, is trying those vegetables in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the story I give is I always thought I hated Brussels sprouts. I was like, oh, they're yep. bitter, they're soggy, bleh. <laughs> and then I had crispy Brussels sprouts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're roasted. <laughs> yeah. They are so good. Oh yeah. my gosh. So I have to have Brussels sprouts with bacon. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't do the bacon so much. But um, just that caramel, yeah. caramelization on the leaves, I just, so and a little bit of sea salt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where have you been all my life, crispy Brussels sprouts? Because I hate <laughs> your brother. The soggy Brussels sprouts. Right? So try things in different ways. Is my yes, yeah, yeah. Totally. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about mindful movement. Yes. (laughs) So as we know, when we want to be in a place of holistic health, we want to have our, our mindfulness, our peaceful living, our stress management as one part of our pyramid. We want to have our healthy eating as another part of our pyramid. Mm -hmm. And then we want to have movement. Now, my friends who are runners, they do not like mindful movement <laughs> because yeah. I tell them to slow down. No. <laughs> now, you don't have to slow down for good. Mm-hmm. What mindful movement is, it's about making that connection between the body and the mind. Now, notice how I switched the words on that. In yoga, we talk about mind-body connection. In my yoga classes, because I'm a yoga therapist, we talk about body-mind connection. I want people's bodies to tell their minds how to move, what they need for that Mm -hmm. yoga class for that day. So let me transfer that over to a different type of fitness. I'm not a runner anymore, but I was at one point. And um, now I like to walk briskly. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting up there in age, kind (laughs) of did a number on the feet with all the running and um, dancing on my tippy toes when I was younger. (laughs) So now, you know, I do, I wear really good shoes. But I often will be on a treadmill and I noticed that the panel, the digital display on the treadmill was really distracting me because I was getting into that runner's mindset of, oh, I got to go faster. I got to go longer. You know, go, 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 go. That is not mindful movement. So now what I do is I cover that up with a towel so I don't see it. Mm -hmm. And I let my body tell me what I want to do on the treadmill. So that does two things for me. One, it allows me to get the exact amount of exercise I need for that day. That's really important because on the days that I was looking at the digital display and I was pushing myself, when I was done, I would be exhausted and I wouldn't be able to work. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be able to stay up long enough at night to be with my kids and help them with their homework. Yeah. Now, some days I can do that kind of thing and I'm fine, but if I'm pushing it, and that's the point, mm-hmm. if I'm pushing past what my body is telling me it wants. So now what I do is I bump that, that speed up as my body's saying, yeah, it feels good. I want to go a little bit faster. And then as I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, this is feeling like it's too much. I just bump it back down. And I'm not worried about if I've been on there 
15 minutes. I'm not worried if I've been on there 20 minutes. I have gotten to the point where my body tells me, like I know almost exactly when I have been going for 20 minutes. I like to go for 30 minutes. Um, and then I do a 10 minute, slow it down, cool down. And again, because I have that body mind connection, I'm able to time it without looking at that panel. Mm. That's the same thing I want other people to do. Now, if you are training for some kind of endurance run, um, or if your, your nutritionist and your trainer are telling you, look, you got to get the cardio up more, mm -hmm. absolutely continue to use those goals, but spend at least 10 minutes of just listening to your body. Mm. And just, if you need to go slow, go slow. If your body's like, yeah, I feel like skipping right now, then skip, <laughs> right? Dance like nobody's watching. Um, that's, give yourself that 10 minutes at least mm -hmm. of mindfulness. And then you can get into training for your 5K, your 10K. Or I was having lunch with a new friend the other day and she said, yeah, um, I just did a 50 mile run. <laughs> yeah. And she's my age. Wow, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you are amazing. <laughs> yeah. I know. I have so, a neighbor who's a runner, and he's getting ready for one of those. And I'm just, it, it, I can't even, I don't even know, because I don't like running at all. So right? that blows right? my mind. But yeah, right. that's amazing that, that people do that. <laughs> and yet, I've known some endurance athletes in the past. And they, in fact, I had one as a client. And she said, even with all of the, those endorphins that I get, I still am stressed out and worried all the time. And it's because she's flooding her brain with endorphins and adrenaline and she's not giving her brain any cortisol or serotonin or dopamine. Mm -hmm. And those are the hormones that allow us to be calm and happy. So we have to do all of that. Yeah. So doing the mindful movement, will that give us more of those like happy, calm um, hormones as well as just being more connected, listening to our body more? What I have found and what the research of people who are in, especially the health at every size movement, mm -hmm. this is a movement out of California where they're really presenting a lot of research that says that, look, if you are eating the rainbow, if you're eating mindfully, if you're participating in mindful movement, you will find that you are healthy. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about like blood test healthy. Yeah. It doesn't matter what that scale says. What we're finding is the mindful movement. What it does is it does, it gives our brains the dopamine, the serotonin, the oxytocin. Those are our calm, happy hormones. Mm -hmm. And it also gives our brains the endorphins and the adrenaline, but in a lower dose mm -hmm. so that we don't go into adrenal or endorphin fatigue. Yeah, because that's when we have serious yep. issues and it takes a long time when you're it's in adrenal fatigue, yeah. it takes a long time to get out of that. It really does. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So what was that movement that you mentioned again? The healthy? It's called health at every size. Health at every size. Okay. Awesome. I love that. You know, um, I talked to you about not focusing on like your weight per se, yeah, because yeah, especially as a nurse, I mean, I can't even tell you how many thin people I saw that had schizophrenia and depression and cancer. And, you know, they were thin, their weight was good. They looked good on the outside, but on the inside, you know, so, so unhealthy. Um, so I, yeah, totally. So I really like focusing on the 
um, you know, my body connection or body mind connection and eating the rainbow and all those things. Cause that is where true wellness, um, happens. So it is. That's, yeah. a, that's kind of the critical junction. It really is. And y'all, yeah. I do want to also give a little shout out for Brie. One of the reasons that I invited her to be a contributor to Peaceful Living Wellness, and we're not one of those sites that we um, have new contributors all the time. We are a group of hand-picked wellness authors and coaches. So this is something that we are very particular about, that every one of our contributors at Peaceful Living Wellness, that they adhere to our values of being very practical, being very realistic, being uplifting, and being healthy. Because there's so much out there that, mm -hmm. especially in the nutrition field, yeah. that is just unhealthy. Yep. And Brie really gives some of the best coaching some of the best health advice that I have heard. And I've been around a long time. <laughs> I mean, I'm half a century old. So I really love what she does. And again, she was handpicked and invited to come into this community. And I'm so grateful that she agreed to be part of it because she really does fit in with, our motto is peaceful living for real life. And that's what she does for her clients. She gives them health for real life, things that they can do in their busy schedules. Oh, thank you. That means so much to me. And I love, I love being a part of the community and contributing as well. I love seeing all the stuff that's put out from the other contributors too. It's just so amazing what, you know, what everybody's doing in this space. It's so cool to see. We so have some great stuff. That. Yeah. And we have some new create creativity coaches who are joining us, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> I can't wait to see what they put out for sure. Some good stuff. Yeah. Vision vision boards so in our way in March. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, she yes, has, yes. Minette has a different take on vision boards. She, oh. she does them as these really cool creations. So it's awesome. going to be fun. Yeah. So definitely check out Peaceful Living Wellness to get the scoop on all the, all the things from the contributors. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. So then you also have a free PDF called Finding Time for What's Important. Yes. You can tell us a little bit about what's, what um, is in that. And then of course, we'll put the link to that where, where the links go so everybody can snag that. Awesome. So that is something that, it's a little tiny workbook um, that I created um, out of my coaching program, actually. One of the things that most of my clients struggle with is time management because we all, with the exception of just a couple of people have jobs and kids mm -hmm. and we're just, people are always just like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And what I do with them is I go through and talk to them about what their values are, what is important to them. And then we prioritize the things that they're doing in their life mm -hmm. and they have to write it out hour by hour. That's in the mm -hmm. workbook. You can do it hour by hour, or you can do it in, in chunks but it will help you to figure out the things that you're doing that are not serving your health, mm. that are not serving your higher self, yeah. that are maybe stressing you out too much. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's a nice little freebie that we offer. And when people sign up for that, they also get the weekly roundup 
of the articles that have been published on peaceful oh. living wellness. So that goes oh. right into their inbox yeah. and they are able to see, oh, this week we have Kim Halen talking about what we can learn about our emotions from horses. And we have a great healthy recipe from Dr. Stephanie. And so that yeah. just comes into their inbox and then they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to go read that article. Yeah. And again, it's all, it's all free. Yeah. Um, so cool. thank you for putting that out there for people. Yeah. That's, um, I feel like that's a really important tool because especially for women and moms, you know, we tend to be people pleasers yes. and just take on way too many things, say yes to all the things we feel bad saying no, but yep. then we end up suffering because we have too much on our plate and we can't balance it all and we're overwhelmed and all those things. So that's a really good tool. I call it helium hand syndrome. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Let's, let's pop that balloon. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. That's a good one. I like that. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on today. I think that this is such a great topic um, that isn't talked about enough and isn't put into practice enough. So thank you for, for having yeah. me on. I jump at any chance I have <laughs> to spread the word about mindfulness because you guys, it's easy everybody can do it. Yeah. It's free. You don't have to go spend a yeah. ton, of, ton of money. And it's just about practicing and being yeah. kind to yourself. So thanks yeah. for the opportunity, Brie. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on. And then if you, um, you know, have any questions or if you enjoyed this, please feel free to, you know, take a screenshot and then tag us. I'm at Hippie Dippy Mom. You're at peacefullivingwellness.com. Peacefullivingwellness. Um, and then send us a direct message or contact us in some way. Let us know if you have any questions, give us feedback. We would really appreciate that. So thanks again. You're welcome. Yeah. Have a good day.